0: So first things first, tell us more about Woodcraft Folk.
1: Well, as you said, Woodcraft Folk is a movement for children and young people, and we describe ourselves as an educational movement for children and young people, and we're designed to help self-confidence and activity within society, and as you say, give young people a bit more of a social constant, so that when they grow up, the future is a bit more bright, equal and fair.
0: And when did the Cambridge venture begin?
1: I believe that the Cambridge venture began within the 50s and the 60s, but our organisation as a whole began within 1925.
0: So a very long time then. What would you say are the aims of Woodcraft Folk?
1: So the aims of the Woodcraft Folk are to, as I say, develop self-confidence and give young people a more of a social conscience, but we also explore big ideas within our aims and principles which are based around cooperation, friendship, equality, international understanding and peace.
0: And what about the name as well, Woodcraft Folk? That's a very interesting sort of name. What's the thinking behind the name of it?
1: It is an interesting name and we get asked about this a lot, but back in the 1920s when our organisation was founded, the word woodcraft means the same as what the word bushcraft means now, so being outside, survival skills, making fires and those kinds of things.
0: And what kinds of people do you target?
1: We target absolutely anybody who, as you say, enjoys having fun, but also who's passionate about exploring big ideas like cooperation and working together and building a better and brighter future for us.
0: And how many people in Cambridge have you helped do you reckon?
1: Well we have quite a lot of groups in Cambridge so quite a lot of people in Cambridge are involved. I know that some of their camps go up to about 100 people so that's quite a lot of people but I'm sure that in the past and in the future a lot more people have been involved and will be involved.
0: And in terms of the projects as well I know you've got one at Eddington which I'll perhaps ask you about later on but tell us about some of the projects you're working on at the moment and how successful have they been?
1: So at the moment the organisation as a whole has received some funding from the government and the Big Lottery Fund and we're using that to set up new groups in the east of England and as you mentioned our Eddington group is one of those new groups but we've also as part of the New Groups project been supporting the existing groups in Cambridge and helping them grow and widen their participation as well as finding new adult volunteers to help out with the group.
0: And what kind of groups have you got in Cambridge? Just give us a few examples of some of the ones you're running at the moment.
1: So at the moment in Cambridge, we have a lot of groups that meet weekly. We've got three Elfin groups, which is for six- to nine-year-olds. We've got three now Pioneer groups that's for 10- to 12-year-olds. And we've got one Central Venture group, which is for 13- to 15-year-olds, and the District Fellows group, which is 16- to 21-year-olds who just sort of get up to their own thing and have social action in their own way. But the Pioneer group, which is the 10- to 12-year-olds, which is the ones that I've been working with mostly, have grown um, a lot since the project began, and new people from all different backgrounds have been joining.
0: And of course, Eddington as well. I was going to talk to to you about that as promised. So Eddington, of course, being a new suburb in Cambridge, a new area, perhaps needs some things going on there as well. What's the thinking behind getting involved with Eddington? Tell us a bit more about what you're doing there.
1: So what we're doing at Eddington is we've just set up a new pioneer group for 10 to 12-year-olds there, And what we get up to is, as you say, getting in touch with the new Eddington community and the new people who have moved to Eddington. And we're attending the Eddington Community Day, which is on the 20th of July, where we'll have more information about our group. But so far in Eddington, we've been on a litter pit to help sort of clear up the litter that people have been leaving around the estate and then also exploring the lovely green area that they've got there and playing lots of cooperative games there
0: just how important is it to raise the confidence of young people?
1: I believe it's very, very important and it's something that we do a lot at Woodcraft Folk and aim to help young people improve their confidence, I feel, at school and in other situations. There's a lot of competitiveness and people working by themselves and we really encourage people to use their skills and help to develop others' confidence by working together and making sure that everybody's skills are shown and are praised in the right way.
0: And what about some of the other things you teach as well, because obviously the environment comes into play as well, world issues and things like that. Just how important is it to get it ingrained in people's heads at a young age?
1: Again, I believe it's very important because young people who think about those kinds of things as a young person, when they become an adult and they have the right to vote and those kinds of things and take more of a part in society they will have that sort of base knowledge that we give them and that they can pick up elsewhere as well and that they can use that in the future. It's very important, I believe.
0: In terms of events as well, I believe you've had a few events over the years as well. Tell us a bit more about those and how have they gone?
1: So we've had quite a lot of events. We were at the Strawberry Fair um, at the beginning of June where we were doing tie-dye bags and giving people more information about our group. We also had some friendship bracelets to make as well. And It's great just to be able to get our word out. We were at Arbury Carnival and Chesterton Festival as well, so it's really good to be able to connect with the whole community and let them know what we're up to. And we often get a very good response and are able to spread our word a bit further.
0: In terms of the kids as well that you're working with as well, I'm guessing you've seen a lot of kids who perhaps have come along who've been a bit shy at first but then come out of their shell later on. How pleasing is it to see things like that happen?
1: that and i think that's one of the most important things for our volunteers as well who help out with our groups because they're able to see a child as you say who might come to our group very shy and at the beginning of each session we have a sort of news round where everybody can share something from their week and sometimes people are very reluctant at the beginning to share something and it's really nice to see how after weeks of getting to know the other children and getting to know the adults as well that they're happy to share things that have happened and and want us to kind of listen to that and hear that and be able to share that
0: with them quite a big question now as well what about your successes what have been your greatest successes to date
1: I would say the greatest successes today at the moment for myself as a development officer would be getting the Eddington group up and running and being able to spread our word and also getting in contact, as I mentioned before, with the community in Eddington and hoping that families that have moved there will be able to benefit from our group as well as families that are coming from a bit further away.
0: What about the challenges you faced as well? What challenges have you faced and how have you overcome them?
1: Well, we face a few challenges in the sense that we're running a free schools outreach programme at the moment where we can offer schools assemblies and taster sessions so that young people from their schools can find out about our groups. It's quite challenging for schools to find times for us to be fitted into their schedule, especially in the summer term. But I would say some of the challenges that we've overcome is to actually go to those schools and be able to have people come to our groups and say, oh, you came to our school and did an assembly and that's why we're here. (laughs) thing.
0: And what about funding as well? How are you funded normally?
1: So, as I mentioned before, the New Groups project that I'm working on at the moment and the teams working on is funded by the Big Lottery Fund and the government. But other than that, we're mainly funded by our membership and co- some cooperative funding as well.
0: And what about the future as well? What's in the pipeline for Woodcraft Folk in Cambridge?
1: In Cambridge, in the pipeline, what we're hoping at the moment is to widen our participation to as many people as possible within the community and get them coming along to our group and also to grow our new pioneer group as well as our existing groups. We're hoping that our venture group, which is for 13 to 15-year-olds, will also grow, but that may be through pioneers growing up and going into them.
0: Excellent. We wish you all the very best with the project. Lauren, thank you very much for talking to me today.
1: Thanks so much, Daniel.